Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Lulav, just before that, I mentioned two things that I mentioned in Shul and Shabbos Tshuva, which uh, are, are serious issues of diuresis. Uh, now that uh, I have a voice impediment, my email says for people to, my rather my voicemail says for people to email me the questions. So I have Shilas on email. I find talking on the phone is sometimes quicker, at least the way I type. But uh, I have two emails. One's dated December, August 31st and one's September 6th, which I read in Shul. And uh, I have one of them here. I'd like to, to read it to you and explain it to you. It starts off with a wish for etc. It says, someone learning in Eretz Yisrael. A guy came down to check a bunch of tefillin, and there were so many problematic ones. I got real expensive batim that was super muhudr, and it was glued to the top. That's what that means. It's also checked already once by officially a very chashavah in the United States. How did he miss it? It should be acceptable. If the Mishnah clearly passes, that should be called Mahudr. That's called checking. It's pretty frustrating to have one such tefillin for 12 years. Now I want to explain to you there, there are two problems with the Batim uh, that, that are serious issues that the Batamachers became lax, and there uh, are two issues. When you give tefillin to check, they don't check the Batim, they just check the Parashiyas. Because the Batim were good originally, they stay good. Now, there are two problems. One has to do with the Charitzim. You know, Yishal Rosh is four compartments. The cloth is made, it goes up and down, up and down, up and down, to create four compartments. It's put in a in a uh, in a clamp, and it's dried that way so that it has the form of a shorush. Gemara says in Menachis, for those who are in Dafyani, it's a half a line on Amidal and Medveys, that in Eina Chiritzim Nikarim Psula, the lines, the marks you see, you see mark where the four batim uh, join, and those are. Makif, the pastor's filling if you don't have those chalitza. So there are two problems. One is that what the Batamakris workers did, and when you have, you can have an Erlich who's a, a, a Batamakir, and then he hires just uh, ordinary people to make it. So what they started doing is just painting the black and then taking a small tool and making those. Uh, afterwards, nice and neat, equidistant, and making the lines. Problem is that the lines don't always match up to charitzim. Called uh, charitzim is uyafim. They're phony charitzim. The marks are supposed to line up with the break of the four, uh, the four bottom, the three breaks of the bottom. They're supposed to be lined up. That's only the apostles children. The second issue is in order to keep them together, there are those who use glue. 
those who use glue, the machlaikis, whether you could use glue, is an old machlaikis, goes back to hundreds of years. Psak of the Chayadim, the Mishnabura, is they use some glue, but the rib of it should be not glued. Because the top part shouldn't be glued to the top. That's the Mishnabura's Psak. And that's the way batim are supposed to be made. Unfortunately, uh, many of the batimachers, again, became lax, and the glue is to the top where they meant to put it to the top, or when they pressed it together, the glue went up to the top. It's not, it doesn't matter. It seems that roughly between 10 and 15% of the batim are, are possible. So any one person, the odds are pretty good, but uh, it means that, you know, there are a couple of guys here who probably, like Elaine, who apostle to them. I mentioned it on Shabbat Shuvah, and yesterday, what I did when I found out about it almost two years ago, I immediately took my tefillin to, uh, the first time has a bat, a bat there. I told him, now how do you check the charitza? In Israel, what they do is they stick a pin, they open it, stick a pin in, or a blade, and they see how it comes out, if it matches. Not a good idea. First of all, sometimes it matches, but they ruin it by sticking the, the, the pin through. What I did is I told them, do me a favor. Just scrape off the black, repaint it according to the charitzen, and don't tell me what it was for the last, and I'm wearing these 12, for more than 12 years. So don't tell me anything. Just scrape it, paint it, and, and return it to me. Which is what they did. It runs about forty dollars to do it, and that's what I did. Now thinking back, it's something of a rishis, like Sholom Aleinafshi. I found out about a problem. I took care of myself. I really should have been the farsimit. You know, Rob sometimes picks his fights with his balabatim, but on the other hand, this is a derisis. It's filling every day. So on Sunday yesterday, a bunch of my misbalim came to that place with filling. And they said they could only scrape two a day. So they took two, and um, the rest of them they told, come back, come back there. Of the two, one of them was glued to the top. It was a problem. Atkadekacha couldn't be fixed. There was a significant amount of glue, which they take it out. The bottom, you can't form them anymore there. The fellow, who it is, is wearing him, he told me since uh, 1974. And it's glued to the top. There are, there is a day that it's kosher. Shmur doesn't pass in its kosher. Chayel doesn't pass in its kosher. So I want to mention it to you also that um, everybody should take care of it. The tefillin the last year or two, since there was a big tumult about it, uh, hopefully are being made properly. If you have chabad tefillin, chabad is not good on the glue very much. They don't use any glue. As a matter of fact, by chabad, that meaning is if it comes out of the clamp, they take a wire and, you know, like dental floss, you know, they go down between the three. They paint it. It shouldn't be open air space. But they're, the Chabad Batim are more macrid. The Charitzim, I think once they do that, the Charitzim come out uh, correct anyway. Chabad will intend to come apart after more years because it has no clue after many years. But anyway, I'm mentioning it to everybody, you know, now. Uh, Shalom Aleinav, she took care of what I have to do. And everybody should be aware of it. You don't have to run tomorrow. Maybe you shouldn't run tomorrow. But um, you should make sure to take, to take care of it. Uh, a second issue I mentioned 
which also I, I didn't realize the, the depth of the problem, is that medicine has to be kosher. Flavored medicine has a taste, it has to be kosher. It's treif, it's just like anything else is treif. Because you have a cough, you take a cough medicine, it doesn't mean it can be treif. Medicine has to be kosher. And a lot of the medicines that are out there are not kosher, especially, first of all, Benadryl liquid is treif. Robitussin cough syrup is treif. There are a number of, of, of items out there. Some of the Tylenols are treif. The, the town liquids. Now, adults take on flavored pills, which are all kosher. They would have this pogum inside, and it doesn't ask in the tarubis. In general, things listing glycerin are a problem. Now, I had spoken about glycerin, the rabbin. It happened to me twice. I mentioned that glycerin is, glycerin comes from fats. It could come from vegetable fats, it could come from animal fats. Years ago, most of the fats were animal fats. And I mentioned glycerin doesn't have a good taste. It's happened to me twice that somebody got up and said, no, glycerin is sweet. I said, no, glycerin doesn't taste good. How do I know? Where do I know what glycerin tastes like? It's a true negris maisha. Or maisha right, that glycerin is pogum, you still shouldn't have a glycerin. Is it true, true, in the Sri Dayesh does the same thing. The OU sent out uh, in the summer, Dafakashris, the answer to the riddle. Glycerin, fats, the two main components of fats are what they call fatty acids and glycerides. To make glyceride or glycerin, they put in a chemical which separates, causes them to separate. It's really, the chemicals really lie. It's a sodium, uh, um, sodium mixture. Lye has a terrible taste. And therefore, the glycerin always had a bad taste. Over the recent decades, they perfected the method by which they separated, and the mitzvah has changed and has a good taste. Two other things changed. When I was a boy, animal fat was good. You got a steak, a fatty steak, it was good. Today, nobody wants fat. They trim the fat, nobody likes fat. There's more animal fat. And they write something else. That there's somebody they called UCO. Sounds okay. UCO is used cooking oil. McDonald's deep fries tons of potatoes every day. Burgers and fish. What do they do with all that dirty cooking oil? Think they throw it out? No. They have an oil truck come. They don't do it in front of everybody, they do it in back. And used cooking oil is, is recycled. And from that used cooking oil, they make glycerin, among other things. So that the glycerin is even more likely to be traced today than ever before just it used to be, it would only be the Velas. Today it could be the Velas and Trefus and Chazer and, and other things as well. So the point of the OU, this is the Cash is probably available online, uh, the dated Tammuz, Tush Tavshinayim Ches, was summer uh, 2018. Uh, glycerin as an ingredient is most likely Tref. could be made from vegetables. But unless the com- there are some companies I think Colgate Palmolive 
is a company, Peshitta, they have no animal derivatives. They don't use, there are some companies like that. But um, you should know that anything that has glycerin, if it's not a company that's that way, it's most likely trace. And therefore, there are a lot of trace items that you, you have to get rid of. Ambisol gel that many people use is trace. Gel caps, they sell Tylenol and Advil in gel caps. The gel caps are trade. A film store shouldn't even be selling it. The soft gel caps are, are, are absolutely trade, and they should not be selling it. There is an 11-page list of medications. If you Google CRC medication list, CRC is the Chicago Urban Council, CRC medication list, you can print out the list, it's not a complete list of all the medications, but it has the ones that are good and the ones that are not good. I should add that Ricola candies that are sold in the front stores, Ricola does not have a good hash. The, the, the Rav who gives the hash is not considered reliable. I spoke to someone, to a Rav in his town. He has a brother who's reliable, also socializing her, but they're two different cities in Europe. He's not considered reliable in the firm community. I don't know him personally, but, but he's not considered reliable. The groceries that have a hechsher only sell four flavors of Ricola. One is the original, and one is the lemon mint, which is a popular thing, and the honey, which, honey herb, which is not popular, is a fourth one. Basically, the original and the, and the, and the lemon mint are okay. The others are not, including the cherry, which is popular. Cherry flavoring is generally a problem. And, and you should be aware that these are problematic products. We're talking about real trafis, we're not talking about fundraising. So, and I'm telling you, this doesn't come from Neda Chredis, or Satmer, this is the OU, and the Chicago Urbanic Council. It's, these are mainstream cautious organizations. They don't like to write about others that things are trafis. But uh, here they did. These are two things to be aware of. And I was very, very surprised. I had an email right away. But so I, a young kipper, someone emailed me that he checked the things in his house and uh, he's got problematic uh, products. So, Dermatiris, chillin, and, and trephus, fats, trephus, animal fats. So it's something you should be aware of. Why? I have here in my pocket a pill that someone was giving, and the doctor told him it doesn't taste good. I look at the ingredients. The ingredients besides the medication was glycerin, gelatin, other flavors. I find it hard to believe that it doesn't taste good. So I'm planning is to stick a pin in and give it to one of the goyim to taste and uh, let me know what it tastes like. And um, I'm pretty sure it's trade. Besides, it's not even a real medicine. It uh, has on it a, a disclaimer. It doesn't heal anything. You know, it's like one, of these, one of these things people take when they believe in, uh, in, in nutty refuse. So anyway, this is a... What? The bottle diet is a colodum. If it, if it tastes good to everybody, it's trade. 
If everyone says it doesn't taste good and you like it, people like broccoli. People have different tastes. If you think you like it, I don't know. You learn your day, you have to figure out what it means when it says a nice tamish pan. All right, I, I told you I wanted to go through some halachas of arbaminim and sukkah. So let me try to go through a time permitting, a voice permitting, some of the issues. When someone brings a rav, a lulav, or an esrik to check, well, what is he looking for? I'm talking about mainstream, not big chumras. There are people who have chumras or or other chumras. I'm talking about the regular mainstream kapedas. So one thing is that the lulav should be straight. The lulav is supposed to be straight. If it's akum, if it's bent, Halach is if it's bent towards the shedra. The shedra is the side where you can see like a spine that sticks out. If it's bent towards the shedra, it's kosher. It may not be mohudr, but it's kosher. That's the way it grows. When a lulav grows up a tree and then it bends, that's a natural bend. When they're bent to the sides or forward, which I've never really seen, but sometimes they're bent to the sides, that's a psul in a lulav. How bent? So it's again, like it's very hard thing to shut up how bent is bent. Uh, you know, if it's easily seen that it's bent, it's a problem. So one thing is that it's got to be straight. All leaves? No, leaves. Leaves fly off. It means the spine has to be straight. The, the main part of it is straight. The leaves can, can, uh, can come apart. Now, uh, lulav has to be fought fucking long. What people don't realize, right, in the beginning of Tafresh Nun, is that the fort fachim, not a whole lot, it's somewhere between 12 and 16 inches, is the shedra. In other words, there's, a, there's the main piece of the lulav, and there's a place where it's all leaves. At a certain point, top, it's all leaves. If you, if you run your finger down, there's a place where the leaves are sort of glued together, naturally. They're where, they're, where they're together. That's called the shedra. The spine is the spine. The rush of the lulid is all olive, all leaves. The four tvachim is a shear in the shedra. The shedra has to be four tvachim. Most lulavim are that way. There are some short lulavim which don't have the shear in that itself. And it's something, again, that people are not aware of. Right, where it's all leaves, that's right. Now, you know you have to be ma'age. The meaning is to have three, uh, uh, three rings that tie the lulav together. You don't really need three, because the... the, 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 the what holds the Ulovim, the Hadassim and Arab, it's also one. So you really need two, the meaning is to have three, that's all fine. Halachi is, above the top ring, there has to be a tefach exposed. Now, uh, Sir Pam showed me once in Kafachayim, 
who brings some Kadmoidim, that you need a tefach of the Shedra above the ring. A tefach of the Shedra above the ring, which means that most people don't have the rings on correctly. It's not Ma'akiv, it doesn't pass on. But why is it? Let's say it's hard to do it wrong. If you know the halacha, the rings have to be pretty low. There has to be a tefach of shedra above it. Now, the Kasha, why does it have to be a tefach of shedra above it? Sayyid Strapam, what do you mean? The tefach opens so it could be, uh, so that when you're in Anaya, the leaves could, could, could spread. So, what's the difference? Strapam answered me that the Fort Fakim, the Chazal say, is also an extra tefak for leaves to shuffle. And yet, the Shura Fort Fakim is in the Shedra. Same thing, the ring has to leave a tefak of Shedra exposed. I want to be clear, what's the Shedra? The Shedra is where the middle leaves are glued together. They are, all the way down, there are some leaves that are not sort of stuck together. You need the center should be stuck together. That's called the shadra. What? I think people should be intelligent enough to to have what I'm saying. Maybe uh, you don't understand. We can do show and tell later downstairs. I think you only need two plus the, what they call the shadra. Three holds it together. But the meaning is to have three, I don't know why. No, to be Aga, you need one. We do three, Apikabola, Tzeremis, Avram, Yisach, and Yaakov. What do Avram, Yisach, and have to do with the Lulav? I have no idea. But that, that's the Kabbalistic reason that's important. Okay, the Tiyaymis. Uh, the middle leaf. Uh, let me tell you the three halachis and explain what it is we're looking for when we check the middle leaf. I think everyone knows that if the middle leaf is split, it's possible. But people don't know is that it's only possible the first day. Sometimes it happens that over circus it splits. It's absurd only the first day. It's not absurd the other days. Mishnabura says in Tafreshman Hase of Zion. It's absurd only the first day, not the other days. How much is possible? There are three days in the Mishnabura. One shita is rubai, but it's split rive. Another shita is a tefach. And the chayodam shita is a mashahu. Now, if it's a mashahu, it's going to become a tefach. You shuffle it a bunch of times. So the maisa, we're mak, but it should be closed all the way up, certainly lechatchila. And that's what we try to find in a lulav. If it's open, a mashahu. Two out of three sheets of action. Some of them are open derech kidula. They grow at the top, the very top of the middle leaf. 
just grows out. The very tip, it's two, but you can tell that it wasn't one that got split. How can you tell? Sometimes you're used to it. Sometimes you can see the tip. Sometimes the tip of a, of a leaf has a thickness to it. You can tell it was never together. It's stiff that way, it's two. Now that's caution. Some people call it a, uh, a psal of himnik. It's not a psal of himnik. It's caution. The psal is nechlekahatiyayimus. It was together. It's split. It's possible. If it grew that way, it's caution. Now, a suyik is if, if, if it looks like a V, but it has to be nira la'inayim. It says a shulchanah, machabi. You have to look at it very closely to squeeze a split. It's not a psal. You can see it looks like a V. It's a psal, but they don't sell those types. But those who love them don't, don't get shipped to America. So the psal is nechleku atiyayimus. There are three unusual type of middle leaves that people come to a rav to show. One is that the middle leaf, which is made of two leaves, stuck together, but one leaf is just smaller than the other, either shorter than the other, or narrower than the other. They grow that way. One leaf is either shorter, stuck together, but one leaf is, is shorter, and one leaf is, or it's narrower, or sometimes both. So the Allah is that if it's narrower, it's kosher, as long as it's rive of the wider leaf. Then it says in Shofnar Harav, Tafresh Mem Hesif Katan Yutes, I can't tell the main of the Hesif Katan Tes, it's kosher. Uh, I don't know any sheet that apostles, as long as it's the way it grew, Derek Yudulai, as long as the narrower half covers the rive of the wider half, it's kosher. If it's shorter, it's also kosher, unless it's much shorter. A tefach, it's a problem, but that's never the case. Usually, the small amount shorter. And again, derek idulai is kosher. Grew that way, and uh, and it's kosher. People are worried that it's yavesh. We don't ever have a psul yavesh in a lulav. So yavesh is only if it's so dry that it turns white. We don't have it. Get chuvas. Ramesh says a chuva by using the previous year's lulav in Russia. They couldn't get lulav. Someone had last year's lulav. It didn't turn white yet. You know how yavesh it is. It's a very older person. And it's what? So it was different. So, so Ramesha was not sure he had a little oven from the previous year that they didn't become so brittle they should crack or they should turn white. So we don't have, even though you're not happy about it, sometimes people put the love in, in warm, warm places, you put it on top of a bookcase and near a kitchen, heat rises. Not a good place to put a lunar. You have little children, you, know, you put it on top of a bookcase, it turns white. It doesn't turn white white, it turns whiter and it loses its greenness. How do I know? So I have little children, I have to love them. Where did I put them? On top of a bookcase. I took them out five days later and I panicked. 
it doesn't become possible. It may not be Mahudra, but, but it's not possible. A knepple is a middle leaf that's very bent. It's misformed. It's a misformed uh, knepple. The Meichrim likes to tell you that the Rosh was Mahadur, Yad Knepel is Mahadur. Because the Knepel doesn't come apart. The Chatkila, you should not use the Knepel. The Rosh held its kosher, it's Mahadur. The Apaiskim world is no good. Why get involved in Machlaikis? Why get involved? It's better to use a Tiyavis that split a Mashahu than to use a, a Knepel. Now, some families have a minute to use a Knepel. It's fine. I'm sure the descendants of the Rosh use a Knepel. It's a minute. But if you don't know, Knepel, you know what Knepel is? It's a, the middle leaves, instead of coming up nice and neat, they became bent in their growth, and they form a very thick, um, I don't know, just, it's a malformation of the middle leaf. And, um, Never saw it. You never saw it. Once you see it, you know what I mean. And uh, moving on to an esrig. An esrig. Everybody knows that a broken pitum is an issue. What people don't know is that a broken pitum is only absurd the first day. It's not absurd the other days. All chaser is absurd only the first day. And the most common broken pitum is the shoshana. The, above the pitum, there's like a, they call it a flower. The thickness, if that breaks off, and there's still pitum sticking out of the esrig, it's still kosher, like come out of all the shittas in the paiske, including the mishnabura, it's still kosher. So a lot of people say, oh, the pitum broke, I have to buy another one. And a lot of dafka, it's possible, and certainly not. Uh, for the for the other days, the main problem with an esrig is chaser. Chaser mashu is possible the first day, not the other days. There's another problem called shine mara, a discoloration. A discoloration that's derek what they call a black flag. Yikaradin, it's kosher, it's not mohudr. So let me first tell you about Shuni Mara, and then about Chosu. Chosu is the complicated issue. Shuni Mara is the discoloration. Taloche is a Shuni Mara in the top part of the esrig passes. A discoloration fell and got discolored in the top part is called the chaitim, or the nose of the esrig, one shine maris of soul. What's the top part? From the widest point and up, it's called the chaitim. Look at an esrig, the widest point and up, that's called the chaitim, shine passes. In the bottom part of the esrig, it only passes the Beis Vigimul Mekaibis, two or three places. I don't know what that means, two places, three places. What it means is, if the Shinimar is all on one side, it's okay. If it's around the Esri, then it's absurd. 
the rule is if you can hold your hand or cover cover it, it's usually okay. Shinimar apostles in more than one part of the Esri. It means around the Esri. Shinimar apostles. When the Esri is on the tree, like every fruit, as it grows, it weighs down. Sometimes it touches the, the, the branch. Or it touches a part of the tree. Now what they do in the Esri farms is they, they tie it up. One of the reasons that is very expensive, are very expensive, is the maintenance to get a nice Esri it's expensive. And they tie it, they tie it up so it doesn't touch. And sometimes it gets discolored. So Shine Mara, Khaitbulamaila, one Shine Mara is Absol. Lower than that is not Absol. What's a Shine Mara? If it can be seen from the distance. What's the distance? Ramaisha Big, I saw, took an esrig, held it arm's length, went like this, he said Kusha. That's what he appeals. Showed it to him, Shinimara. He held an arm's length, one like this, uh, Kushin. He said, Oh, that's right, in the show of Akashi. Chaser is a bigger problem. Chaser Mashu. Pottery is not, is not an issue. Very often the part towards the sun is yellow, the part away is green. It's not a problem. What you, people do is they put apple peels around it to get it to turn yellow, and they pass on it. Why? Because apple peels help it turn yellow. But the spots that have a lot of apple juice turn very yellow, and the spots that don't remain green. It looks like it has the measles afterwards. And it's a problem, so it's not a good idea. You really, the way it grows, the green and yellow, may not be Mahudr, but it's 100% kosher. Derek is kosher. Chaser is an issue. You see people with magnifying glasses, what are they looking for? Shinimara, if you can only see with a magnifying glass, perfectly okay. They're looking for chaser. Chaser mashu passels. What's a chaser? It's interesting, many places can hold that when it grew, if a thorn stuck into it, as a chaser the way it grew, that's not chaser. Not chaser. It's an unnatural chaser. The chaser is an issue, many Yisraelim, most Yisraelim, if you look at them carefully, have black dots on them. It's a little bit of a mystery why Esraigen have these tiny black dots? Two Esrik Seichrim, I spoke to personally, each one told me he's positive this is why. There are two different reasons. One Esrik Seichrim told me that when they spray it with the insecticides, they spray it at night. Because the sun's rays, and it's a strong, strong sun's rays, in the summer, if there's a droplet of insecticide, of liquid, it acts as a magnifier, and it burns a hole in the esrik. That hole, if it pierces the esrik, could turn the esrik into a chasr. A second esrik, when I went to 
Kfar Chabad to look at the Esraim, there's an old Yid there, he's been growing Esraim all his life. His grandchildren already run it. When a Rav comes to see it, he shows it around. He's a big expert. And he told me, no, those black dots, he said, I have Esraim, the Orla Esraim, I don't spray them, I don't waste my money. The Orla Esraim are, you know, that I use them. I'll show you, they also have black dots. I don't spray them. So he tells me, you know where it comes from? An esrig has a yellow peel, and then on top of the yellow, if you look clearly, carefully, it has what they call a glance in Yiddish. It has a shine. It gets on it afterwards. God, in developing fruits, gave the esrig, the citrus fruits, a, uh, a, a clear shellac coating, like the shellac, very thin shellac coating. What he told me is that those black dots are insect waste. Insects eat, and they also have psoas, they also have uh, excrete. He says they're all bug excretions that are there before the glance goes, the glance goes over it, and, uh, and people think it's a chasm. So I can't answer you. I suspect they're both right to a certain degree. But the soul is if it pierces the esrik. No, because not easily seen. Not really easily seen. Let me tell you, it was a fascinating a discussion in the Mishnabura. The Mishnabura is a Sharat Sion, Tafresh Manches, Chav Zayin. I had my original understanding, my second understanding, and now I have a third chat in the Mishnabura. Mishnabura says the following. It says an Esrig has many, uh, many uh, peels. He says, there's one Klippa Dakma'ahi. Then he says, Chasa doesn't pass him. Chasa is kosher. Chasa here is kosher. Then Klippa, which is Tzatzav, or thicker, it's not like this. And then there's the Basar and Esri. And here is the Basar. Now, as a yeshiva man, I'm used to oranges and lemons. If I told you the meat of the orange, so I understood the meat of the orange is the juicy part, the part we eat. What's the klipa daka? I assume is the colored part. And what's the klipa ava? The peel. That was my assumption. And therefore, that uh, most thing, most burns don't go down into the basar, never, into the white. I was totally wrong. The first one is totally wrong. The meat of an esrig is the white part. 
Esroigim are not supposed to have the juicy citrus of an orange. Years ago, I, many years, I brought my uh, my Tamini Yasser. I cut it open. There's zero citrus in it. Nothing. What are, who eats Esroigim? Yeah, I always wondered. Who in the world eats Esroigim? The answer is, the buster of the Esroigim is the white stuff. Those communities, the Tamini and the Greeks, the Goyim who eat it, they take the white, they peel off the, the yellow, and they make french fries out of it. They fry it. It's supposed to be very good. Don't knock it until you try it. You know, that's what they make. They make fries out of it, and that's what they eat. That is the Basar Hasrik. So what are the other two? What? The juicy part, the, the pulp. So the pulp part is a chiddush that it's there, and uh, and they have it. But that's not what the first going to talking about. That's called the chedri hazera, the, the the place where the seeds live. The chedri hazera. The chedri hazera sometimes has pulp. No question. They make jam out of it. They make jam out of it. The Moroccan Israigim are like lemons. Smell like lemons. The lemon has a thick pulp. There's a Shaldic Israigim have some pulp, much to the uh, dissatisfaction of the growers. They'd rather have no pulp. But anyway, be that as it may, it's a separate discussion. The Havana is that a chaser is only kosher in the glance, in the clear exterior. In the colored part, a chaser is possible. Most black dots do go into the colored part, and that's a problem. I told you I have three understandings of the Mishnabur. My first, Balabatish understanding was wrong. I thought the Basar Esig is the pulp. No, the Basar Esig is the white. Which means that the burn marks are serious issues. My third and final Havana, which I think is Rapalski's Havana, and is correct today, maybe next year, my fourth, is the following. A burn in the glance doesn't pass it. Even in the colored, it does not really pass it. The soul the Mishnah Bru is talking about is a shash that some of the Basar HaEsrit also got burnt. In other words, if you take a loop and you look at it, you see white. That means God's burnt and the yellow burnt. Who knows, maybe some of the white burnt as well. And that's why we pass it. If Mary Ra takes a uh, takes a, a loop like Rabelsky used to take, and he looks in the hole, and he can see that there's still some yellow. Even though the yellow part of the peel is kosher, it's still kosher. If it burned through, it's possible because of the that the white burnt. And that's what they're looking for. And this is where people go running to Rabbanim with a sraigan to check these types of dots. Sometimes you can see it's a surface dot. 
which is probably the excretion they talk about, or a burn only in the glands. But this is where the Sreigen become an issue. Sometimes, if you rub it down with your finger, don't use your nail, you're going to ruin the answer. With your finger, some people take uh, wax, and it's just a, it's just dirt that got embedded on the asterisk. But otherwise, now, now this is the real issue in an asterisk. Everything else, a cartel asterisk, uh, a big, a big uh, top of it, a small, the shape, depends on, on your personal preference. This is where all, all the issues of the asterisk come up. And the black flecks are not really problems. Most things are not serious issues. And uh, about Shini Mare, is a Sharetzion. So if cotton mem tests, it has to be nearer Meirachai. I said arm's length, it has to be near, to be absurd. This is the Lulav and this is the Esrig, and the basic Halachis. I'm left with a few minutes for the sukkah. So let me just give you a quick rundown. The four psulim that Apostle B'dayevin in the schach that people make mistakes about. There are four psulim B'dayevin. By far and away, the most common problem is tasev aloyim People built a sukkah frame. If they put the schach up before the walls, the sukkah is possible. And you'll never know it. You can't recognize it. You come into a sukkah, how do you know? I've seen this numerous times. There's a shul in my neighborhood. I saw the frame. They had some guy who built the sukkah. The frame was up, the schach was up for two days until they put up the, the canvas. So I called the Rav and I pointed it out to him and he, he had to take out the schach and do it again. It's absurd. It's a pizza store in Borough Park. I saw the problem. I went into the owner and I told him, it's not kosher. So he had a very snide remark for me. He said, so don't eat there. So I called the person who gives the hechsher. So he had the person called and apologized to me. I said, don't apologize. Just fix the sukkah, you know. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's an issue. And I personally don't, don't trust the conscience. The guy was very, uh, not personal, uh, but very, uh, didn't really care much. Even when he apologized, he told me, Beferish, I'm calling Mr. Rav Amasha said I have to. You know, so I'm sorry. You know, but uh, anyway. The, uh, and people, many people, it's a common mistake. How should someone know if he's not lucky enough to, to be in my shear? You know, like, uh, how are you supposed to know about this? So it's absurd. How's it possible to be Another soul is where hard to believe, but as I in halacha, if the schach was put up when there's a dach on top, it's absurd. Now listen to me. You're not going to believe this. Look it up. If you put up schach in your house, you built a sukkah, you put up the schach. And then you call the contractor, he took off the roof. Kosher. If you have a dach that's on the hinges, 
And you put up the schach, it was raining, you put up the schach. And later you open the door, it's possible. Make any sense? Look is this. The schach has to be made by asiya, requires to be made. Ideally, there shouldn't be any cover, you should make the schach. If it required renovations to expose the schach, that's called an asiya chashuvah. People show they know that the schach can be covered. If it's just something on hinges, which is easily opened and closed, Chazal said it's possible. It's not kosher. It's a puzzle in the schach. has to be made that people know what the schach is. And, um, and therefore, it's, it's something you have to be aware of. The schach cannot be put up when a hinged uh, door is there. Excuse me? If you put on a schlack, it open your schlack. If you put on a schlack, it's the best one. No, if it was put up kosher, then it's not a problem. Once it's put up kosher, you're allowed to open and close it. It's not. It's not. All right, so I should mention this halach. It's not well known. The chatechila, the schach has to be put up by someone who's mechuyiv in sukkah. Not a guy. Many shul sukkahs, the guy you put up the schach. Put it like Dr. Madison. Come on, then, the guy you put it up. I said, no good. And we had, had all the, uh, the bathroom come quickly. And now you put it up, you tied it down. You had to take it apart, and we have very big sukkah. And the bathroom had to climb up, and made them roll it, and roll it back. And that's what they had to do. It could happen uh, to the best of, best of shoes, you know. You have a bunch of guys in charge, and they do it wrong. And uh, so this year, and then I had one year where the bathroom did it, when they left, the guy redid it. Somebody told me the guy redid it. Why did we do it? It wasn't it wasn't exact. So we have a video. I told him, I told the guy to me to do me a favor. And the guy was redoing it. We have to do it again. So now it was put up at someone there all day until it was tied down and everything and, and made sure that he didn't put it up. Now the Mara bucket, you can lift it or you can roll it. It's easier to roll it if you lift it. Zero. The uh, the Mara Mokim is the Bira Lacha Simin Yud Dalit Hilchis Tzitzis, where the Bira Lacha says Tzitzis have to be put on by someone mechayiv in a mitzvah. He says who did a schach on a sukkah? It's a chatchila, but the evidence kosher. People tell you sukkah is gamvach kosher. Sukkah made by a guy is kosher. It's kosher. It's not a chatchila. As far as Psul B'dyevet, I told you, put up under a dach. Also, if you sit under nice sukkah, which is four tefachim wide, and four tefachim hanging, you're not yaitzim. If you have decorations hanging from the schach, it should be over the table, not where people sit. The fourth and final psal, which was Shkiach, when there was bamboo, today's not Shkiach. Again, you have to look it up. If you're sitting under air, most of this schach is air. If there's the thinnest line of air, 
but it runs the whole width of the sukkah. It splits the sukkah in two, and now I sit under it. Here, which runs the whole length of the sukkah. Now, when you use mats, it never happens. Because the mats are tied with whatever type of string. There's never an airspace, the whole sukkah. When people use bamboo, it's much more common of an issue. These are for psulim. The other way they put the bamboo That's what we used to do. Put At any rate, these are some of the halachis we should review. I personally, you know, when something happens to you that's difficult, you look for the silver lining. The silver lining of what I have is that someone else is giving like a marashur on sukkahs. I give a lot of shur. I'm not going to give any of them. Suddenly I have more time. So my plan is to learn from Chavtes to Nehmal, if I already learned uh, the first uh, three Mohat. Uh, I have more time. I plan to learn those blood of Kedushin. Uh, I noticed, it's good to remember, the first blood and a half go on the Chiyuvei Ha'av al Next blood and a half is Kibbut Abeim. Like it's a way to remember the, the blood of Matalamid Beis. Anyway, try to use your time. If you have a goal, you'll do it. If you have no goal, you want to learn because of mitzvah, you'll be tired. If you have a goal, how much you want to finish, and, and you'll, you'll pace yourself, you have patience to do it. There's no reason. Tomorrow, even though it's Arab Yom Kippur, you're allowed to learn. I gave share of Shoshana, why don't I give share Arab Yom Kippur? I always feel, sometimes I have to be selfish. Tomorrow, I want to learn myself. And I hope, we know that, but I hope to be able to spend the day learning. And um, as much as, uh, much as I will, but you cover a lot of ground. And uh, everybody should please try to put in the time. If you fill in, remember, you're not going to do it till tomorrow. Remember to take care of it if the yamtiv. And uh, basically, be the kind of mitzvahs behiduram. On Simchas Torah night, I come here for the end of the Hakafis. I, I leave my house, this year it's a little later because of the time of the year. I leave my house about a quarter to ten. I walk down kind of Coney Island Avenue. I get here about 10.15, 10.20. Those of you who want to walk with me, welcome to come to my house by a quarter to ten. We'll be on Coney Island Avenue. I pass AVUJ at about 10 or 5 after 10. Those who live within the Trum are invited to uh, to join me in this session for the night. Our coffee you're always welcome to join me in Shul. Night our coffers, day our coffers. If you want to do our coffers with the Sephardi Sefer Torah, come to my shul. Generally, we have a Sephardic shul across the street. They come to us with the sixth hakafa, and we go to them for the seventh hakafa. Very, very nice to, to dance with them and to love the kite. Either way, make the most of your Sephardi Torah. Yisrochak is Wednesday, Yeshiva resumes Thursday, and Yitzhashem, and uh, I hope everyone will undertake your goals of learning. You're certainly welcome to come to Mishra Thursday night. It's Ben Asmanim. Uh, to join us with your Ben Asmanim, Chavrusa, uh, even Ben Asmanim, Chavmayit Sukkis as well. Thursday night we have in Sukkah, Mishmar, with a shtipul, uh, uh, a, uh, it's the only, uh, so there's a Sheyeva, there's no music. The music is everyone learning. Food, they'll be. 
music. That's Yitzhak Shem for Thursday night to follow by it. Wish everyone a good yard to the Machsim and I ask again, everyone, please be mindful of me. Certainly, this amount of my voice, I haven't nudged anybody enough. Do me a favor. The Gemara's Lashon for Mechila is four words Shari, Machal, Man, Ditzaro. Today, I have a big Lashon of Mechila. In the Sidurim. So before you go to sleep, that's what I do. I believe that. But I say every night, Shari Machalman de Tsaron. It's a school of also Hashem Shem Machal Yu. Hashem is Vatalah. But anyone, do me a favor. Just take a minute. Everyone say with me Shari Machalman de Tsaron. Hopefully, I won't do any alpha to you between now and Yom Kippur. A good Kibbet Shah to everybody. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any daf in shas, including Mara McClellan's on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.